0: It's another Radical Life podcast with Rick and Robin, and we are going to talk again about addiction. Right. For most people, there's something that, that wakes them up in the morning. There's something that drives them. For most. Not everybody, but for most. There's something that gets them up early. It might just be the fact that they had a long enough night's sleep, and it's just time to turn on the coffee pot. There are people who just literally say, don't talk to me. I haven't had my first cup of coffee yet. So, you know, you get that first cup of coffee in you and you're ready to be talked to. You're, you're ready to face your day. No matter what is in your day, you got to be ready for it. But for those who can't get up early enough, there's something that you love to do in life that just really puts you in a place where at night before you go to bed, you're just your, your motor's running. You're just thinking about it. Mm. And And you just can't wait to get up in the morning to to hit it hard again, to make whatever it is that you do. It's different for everybody. I have friends who, they do things that I just look and go, I can't can't even imagine for a second wanting to do that. Right. It just does not trip my trigger.
1: Right. We all have different things that motivate us.
0: Very much so. And for me, you know, when I wake in the morning and I get my day going and I, I spend what I call my time in the garden. I go out and I walk in the yard and I do my thing. I just love being outside. I love hearing the birds wake up. I love watching the sunrise. I love it when there's little to nobody up yet. It's just me and God. And that is just such a cool thing. And I've been doing that for most of my life. I've just really love to get up early and, and get my day going. Uh, and there are people who watch me and, and, and what in the world are you doing up at that time of the morning? What is there to do? Well, I don't think it's so much that there's something to do or what it is that I do. It's more about that's when I really just feel like I'm a human being. Hmm. I don't have so much to do. I mean, of course, my brain is going and I've got things on my list, but I feel just so much more like a human being. In the morning, before I've met anybody, before I've started a conversation, I feel like a human being because it's me and God. And God and I can walk and we can chat and and I can just, more than anything, just hear His voice, hear Him speak to me. And it's just wild, the stuff that God speaks to His children.
1: I thought it was really interesting that you mentioned how you did your devotions and how much you and I are different in that respect. Right. You're out walking around with God. The way you
0: do yours, I'd just be just be extended sleep. Right. That's just me though. I I can't I I can't lay down for six hours, get up and sit down. And so I
1: sit down and I read all right. these kind of devotions. We couldn't be any different, couldn't but God made us that different. way. I like the fact that God did that on purpose.
0: We were all created to be his children. We were all created to be receivers of of his love, and of his words, of the words that he speaks to us. A lot of people, when I even begin to talk like this, they go, who do you think you are, Moses? No, I'm not Moses. I'm just Rick Mo. Moses had his thing. He was a man who had a calling on his life, and I'm not so sure he thought it was going to be that great of a thing he was going to do. But we look back on it, and that was a pretty great thing he did, leading the children of Israel out of bondage out of slavery
1: he didn't want to do it at and he first.
0: didn't even want to do it so you know every one of us has got a calling on our life i don't care who you are what you do where you're from you have a calling on your life and it's an amazing thing it really is an amazing thing the only one that i know that really could try to talk you out of it would be the devil himself Satan would love for you to think that what your that your life is just mundane and it's not meant for anything. But your life is an amazing thing.
1: Great. And so how does that have to do with addiction?
0: Well when we wake up in the morning, you know, we need to have something that we're called to do. And I think we can be addicted to your calling. Oh
1: all
0: yeah. Right. Addicted to your calling. And once you get into the groove of doing what you're called to do, it's hard to set your mind really on other things. And as you move forward in life, and as you challenge yourself, I mean, people are going to challenge you. People are going to bring things to your life, and, and they're going to ask you questions. But more than anything, you've got to be the one that challenges yourself. Very seldom will somebody come along and help pull you up by your bootstraps. You're the one doing that. You, you and God are pulling yourself up by the bootstraps so that your life can move forward. And to be addicted to the calling of God in your life, I can't think of a greater thing. But again, like we mentioned before, it can get to a point where it's that Calgon thing. You're getting carried away.
1: So even in in the Christian realm,
0: you can become a You bet. You bet. We brought up Moses. Well, let's go to the story of Moses. You think Moses and his wife, you think she's like standing around just going, Oh, this is just the greatest ever. He was bombarded from every side. I, highly doubt, I, I doubt she got an audience with him as often as she wanted. He was pressed from every which direction by everybody. And at the end of the day, he probably walked in the tent and dropped. And she thought, and that's what I got left of him. <laughs> yep, that's right. That's what you got left. It
1: be hard to accept that.
0: Very hard. There's nothing about this life that's easy. I mean, and if it is, somehow you insulated, isolated, you barricaded, you set up parameters, barriers, and fences, and we nowadays call them boundaries. You set up such boundaries that there's no longer any challenges because you've just boundaried out everybody in your life. And you know what? I believe in boundaries, but I don't believe in boundaries so tight that everything is cushy, everything's wonderful, everything is amazing, everything is beautiful, everything is just, oh, no, I don't want to do that because then that'll take away from that. Really comes down to what's God calling you to do in your life. What's He calling you to do? Who is He calling you to be? It starts off with who is He calling you to be? Because we are human beings first, human doing second.
1: Human doing. Second. Human doing yeah.
0: second. Mm-hmm. Being's first, doing's second. This is not an easy thing, and it's something that it takes a whole lifetime to figure out. And you know, really, do we really ever get it all figured out? And the other word that falls in in, in here is the word balance. Everybody's striving for balance. Everybody wants perfect balance. But really, it takes your whole life to figure it out. Right at the end, you might just have it and go, and that's it. Well, no, it's not it. This world, this life is not it. This is just the beginning of forever. We are going to get to live forever. So what you learn in this life is important for the next.
1: Yeah, I've heard someone say once that this is boot camp.
0: This is boot camp. This is the launching pad for the rocket ship of forever that you're going to blast off into. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's hard to imagine what that means, really. People say that, but for me, I can't picture it in my head that no, what not. we're doing now will affect what we do right. in eternity.
0: It's very tough because everything in our brain right now is temporal. Everything is temporary, but yet this is what we build everything around. Our bank accounts, our jobs, everything is built around this temporary thing. Very little of what we do is The thought of eternity. But as we read the Bible and as we seek the Lord's will for our life and as we find our place on this earth, that becomes more clear. You know, one of the things that Jesus gave us is peace. If you know Jesus, you're going to know peace. But if you don't know Jesus, you're not going to know peace.
1: If you don't have Jesus, then something is definitely out of balance. If you don't have peace, I mean... So if we're
0: going to go back to the word balance, the best way to have balance is know Jesus and you'll know peace. Mm -hmm. K-N-O-W, Jesus. K-N-O-W, peace. No Jesus, no no peace. peace.
1: Yes.
0: But no Jesus, no peace. No Jesus, no peace. So my encouragement to all those listening is, no Jesus, get to know him, knowledge, learn about him. Not maybe the Jesus that you've been handed as as a child, but maybe the one that you seek after, ask into your heart, have a relationship with. The one who was on the cross that died, who rose again from the dead and lives forever. Seated at the right hand of the Father. Get to know Jesus so that you can know peace. If peace is something you've been without, if peace is something you've always wanted, then simply put, get to know Jesus so that you can know peace. Just another part of The Radical Life. Woo! Radical
1: Life. Thank you for listening again to our Tuesday Radical Life Support podcast. Send your comments to Rick and Robin Moe at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, so share with your friends to get the word out. For your convenience, we are now listed on Apple Podcasts along with Google Podcast and Spotify. You can download one of those apps and search for us on Radical Life Support, or you can go to our podcast host website at radicallifesupport.buzzsprout.com. We look forward to sharing with you more next week. And remember, Living a radical life for Jesus means putting him first in your life.